I hope y'all are. This right here, man. This is one of them bonus joints. Right? I don't know. Spotify. Look, let me tell y'all something. Spotify hit me up. I guess they hit everybody up who does podcasts. And they had a thing where they were doing a survey. And they were like, what else do, you know what I'm saying? What do y'all like about it? What y'all don't like about it? And X, Y, Z. What do y'all use and don't use? I'm like, all right, cool. I fill it out. One of the things that it hit me was like, yo, I don't think a lot of people listen to me on Spotify. I got, like, when I look up my stuff, it's Google, Pandora, Apple, you know what I'm saying? Alexa, for some reason, like, Alexa has a joint, you know what I'm saying? Stitcher. I I got listeners on, on you know what I'm saying, other joints. And then not only that, I also have listeners all across the world. So they're like, I don't know, it felt like they they were... put me in a small box like you know how you feel about you know i was like spotify's cool like spotify i think it's like 15 percent on my thing like my biggest joint is apple then there's google then oddly enough there's this um pandora then spotify stitcher alexa whatever whatever that's that's not even you know what i'm saying that's not even the point what i'm saying is like, yo, they was kind of just like, yo, how you want us to help you? And I'm, like, I'm just filling out the joint. But it's just dope to see that as much as they're like very their spot orientated, I still, I know for a fact, like, yeah, like like on their spot, it's very, I guess, a small base. But everywhere else, I'm doing good. So if, um, I guess they were like, yo, we're trying to help you grow. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. I, I, you know what I mean? It's out there. It's out there. I don't really put too much stock in it. I post it. Put it on. I tweet about it. Oh, I don't even know if that's a thing. Anymore. I X about it. I don't know how you say that. I put the X out. <laughs> hey, and you know, throw a joint on Facebook. And I keep it pushing. I, you know what I'm saying? I, I got so much other things going on that... I rarely take the time to really sit down and try to really promote it. So when I see the listeners and I see that I'm all across the world and I'm good, I'm like, yo, and I'm doing I right this way. I'm alright. Let me let. I mean, when I get a chance to really have some free time, I'll devote that to it. Because if you actually even go to, I have a WordPress page joint. The WordPress page is ugly. I haven't even taken the time to like redesign that. I'm just, I'm so busy doing a bunch of other stuff. Anyway, that ain't even the point. I'm out here tripping. This is a bonus episode. We're going to talk about hip-hop's growth. We're going to do some time coding stuff and everything. Because there's a couple other things I want to talk about before I even get into that. One of them, this joint that happened last week. It happened, I think, last week or maybe the week before last. It's It's happened at some point. And basketball heads all over the place lost their collective minds. The great, and that's how you got to say that, the great Julius Dr. J. Irving. I don't care what y'all talking about, man. Here's the thing. If you were too young to understand how dope Dr. J is, you don't have a conversation on what his opinions are. That's just real. Here's the wild part. Dr. J does a top 10 of all time. LeBron name isn't on it. ESPN loses their mind. Everybody from on ESPN is like, what? 
Gilbert Arenas loses his mind. Dudes is out here huffing and puffing about a man's personal list. Like, yo, his list is invalid. I can't hold that. That can't be on G. His first five have been the same five since the 90s. At least from as, as far as I can, can, can attest to. You know what I'm saying? He was in the Slam magazine when we asked him about his best players. Elgin Baylor was his number one player. He was like, yo, Elgin Baylor was the Michael Jordan for me. Elgin Baylor was the Dr. J for me. He was he was that guy for my generation growing up. He was the guy I wanted to be like. Mike's like, yo, Dr. J was the guy I wanted to be like. LeBron's like, yo, Jordan was the guy I wanted to be like. There's the there's there's it starts with Elgin Baylor and it goes to LeBron in that aspect. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yo, that's his guy. And that's his guy. Like, that's his number one guy. I think he had Jerry West on there, Bill, Will, and um, I don't even know. How many is that? Is that four? That's four, right? There was Will, Bill, Jerry, Elgin Baylor, and it was somebody else. I think it might have been Oscar Robinson. I, I don't know who the other one is. That's not even the point. The point is, he was like, yo, these are the guys who were on my list since I was a kid, since I was a teen. This is it. This is my this is my list. So I'm pretty sure when they asked him who your top five is, because that's top ten is just weird. When they said they probably act, it was like, oh. So they got to like, how about your top ten? And he was like, yo, alright, cool. If you want me to round this out. So he rounds it out with Michael, Magic, Kareem, Tiny Ultra Ball, and Carl Malone. The internet had a field day. They didn't know what to do. People are wilding out on this dude's on this dude's list. Three things I want to say about this man's list that I think should say a lot to not just him. Because um, Tyler, the creator, said the same thing. What I'm about to say, Tyler, the creator, said similar about these young boys out here who put Biggie and Pac on their on their greatest of all time list. And like, dude, if you that's, that holds no weight to you. You didn't grow up listening to these guys. You weren't there to feel that impact. You're doing that just to not get criticized. That's not, you have no, you can't identify with these dudes. There's, you know what I'm saying? If your peoples weren't playing these dudes hard body, there's no way you can identify. I'm paraphrasing. But what I'm saying is, that's and that's the truth. Like, these young dudes, if you're 20-something, Rakim ain't supposed to be in your list. Nas, Biggie, Jay, they're not going to be on your list. You're putting them on your list because you're like, you want to feel authentic. Be real to yourself. So that's that. That's that's one of the things. As I'm saying that, my man put his heroes in his top five. His heroes in his top five. You know what I'm saying? Eminem had a... Everybody loved to talk that Eminem line when he was like, it goes Reggie... Um, Jay, Nas, Pac, Big, or something like that. Pac, Big, Big Dre, um, Dre from Outkast. That's his, like he has a nice little list. And when you hear him, he he's gonna tell you like, "Yo, Tretch was my guy. I, I, I was influenced by Tretch." You can hear it a little bit. Big puns influenced by um, Cool G Rap. You can hear it a lot of bit. Big Daddy Kane. If you ask Big Daddy Kane who's his favorite MCs. He's going to give you the guys who influenced him, then his peers. Then he'll come back around to 
the Nas's and the Jay-Z's. Then it'll come back to the J. Cole's or whoever. But the first and foremost are the guys who influenced him. Your heroes. Your, the people who influence you are always going to be on top of your list. I don't understand. Like, this whole thing where you're like, let's discredit nostalgia is weird. Like, how dare your list not have these How these guys ain't going to be at the top of your list. The one chick on ESPN was with uh, Jay Williams. I don't know her name. She's out here like, I need to look up. Didn't know who Tiny Ultra Ball was. I need to look up his stats. See the stats. I'm like, oh, oh, ooh, he's good. Jay Williams like, yeah, he's good. I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? While LeBron ain't on the list. Here's the second point I want to make. My man, the great Julius Irving, Dr. J, didn't add a name that was from the 90s or the 2000s or the 210s. The 90s. Matter of fact, if I if you looked up Tiny Ultra Ball and all of these dudes, they were probably drafted on the back end of the 70s. Magic, back end of the 70s. Tiny Ultra Ball, probably the back end of the 70s and the 60s. These... Jordan and Karl Malone were the only two dudes that were drafted in the 80s. He had a preference. He had a level. He was like, these are the dudes I admire. These are the dudes I went against. The only person that probably should ever be taken a little, little back by this would be Larry Bird. You know what I'm saying? He's like, yo, Karl Malone. Because when you read the thing, he goes, and I guess Karl Malone. Karl Malone is like some just, he just randomly, like he probably saw Karl Malone up the street the other day somewhere. Like, yo, what you doing out here? Like, okay, cool, cool. Ah, I guess Carl Malone. I just saw him the other day. You know what I mean? The real travesty is how you gonna have Magic but not have Larry. How you not gonna have like Isaiah? Like that's where the tragedy. You know what I mean? Like that's where we're at. Like Moses Malone, somebody else from that, from that, that time frame. I get you on that. You wanna put Mike and Carl Malone, but and again, they're the only dudes from the '80s. There's nobody from the night. There's no Kobe. There's no Shaq. There's no Iverson. Technically, Duncan is a 90s guy. Kevin Kevin Garnett. There's none of these dudes. There's no 2000 dudes. That includes LeBron James, Dirk, and all. Like, there's none of that. None of that. He's had a point where he just stopped. And Kevin moved. They're like, he must not watch basketball anymore. And da, da, da. Dude, do we not see him every year at the All-Star game? And let's go back to the third thing. When did we just start arguing trying to argue you down off of your favorites and it's funny because i i would hear people say that like how do you argue about somebody's favorite how do you debate them about their favorite you know what i'm saying it's not like you're going hey like this season who you think's the top 10 hey in this era who you think's the top like we're not talking about like hey Let's go through the 80s. Who was the best players in the each position for the 80s? And then now that becomes a debate. You go, hey, you know what I'm saying? All right, who was the best player in the 90s? Okay, that's a debate. Who's going to be the best player this coming season? Who do you think was the top dude last season? That's debate. You go, what is your personal top five or ten? And they give it to you and go, oh, I don't like your list. How can you not have some? It's my list. That's how. And, then, and the wild thing is, for me, I think I've heard people say stuff like that seems dumb to try to debate somebody about their personal list. And I would just laugh and be like, yeah, that sounds crazy. And then uh, Tony Yayo and DJ EFN were on the Drake Champs thing. And the thing about Big and, and Q as far as story, story tellers go. 
and my man Tony Yayo was tr- literally trying to talk EFN down about Ice Cube being better than Big to him. To him, he's like, my preference is Ice Cube. Big is somewhere in that mix, but Ice Cube is on top. He didn't say Slick Rick, he ain't say Scarface, he threw Ice Cube on top. And my man wanted to debate him and talk him down. Like, he was really trying to argue this. And I'm, and I'm watching this, and it's just like, yo, this had to be cringy while they were recording this. this. This is the moment right here where you realize dudes will debate about anything. How are you going to tell this man he needs to change his personal preference of great MCs? Like, he's not saying, yo, who's one of the best MCs in the 80s or who's one of the best MCs in the Like, my man's like, yo, Ice Cube is that guy for me. And you're like, yo, it should be Biggie. That's what these dudes are doing with basketball. They are so obsessed with LeBron James that they're like, nah, how LeBron ain't gonna make that list? Look, in a minute, LeBron ain't gonna make a lot of lists. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a there's a gang of young dudes out here. LeBron ain't even on their mind. They are not even thinking LeBron. Like, LeBron is out of, like, he's not even on their He's not making their top 10. They're young dudes who don't even, they're not even considering LeBron. Then, let's take that into consideration. ESPN, Disney, it's trying to figure out what to do with Disney first and foremost. Second, they're definitely trying to get rid of ESPN. They're trying to sell that joint off. They're trying to figure out who wants this. And I'm going to tell you now, y'all hearing this now, they're going to sell it. They're going to sell ESPN, and ESPN is going to go the same route TLC went. They're going to go the same route A&E went. They're going to go the same route Discovery went. MTV, VH1. It's going to be something totally different. And the only thing about it that's going to be recognizable is the, the cable day. That's it. They might go out here and strip that whole thing down. They're going to have Sports Center, probably keep one or two shows. And if I, and if I had to be honest, I'm sorry, um, the, the, the flagship show that was the flag, that is the flagship show as of now, first take will probably not be it. It probably won't be it because they'll be like, oh, we're not paying this brother this much money. Nah, we're out. This is out. This is out. If they sell this, Pat McAfee might get the money guaranteed to him. And then they'll be like, and, and we're going to let you finish this little joint out. But yeah, dude, with, after this, this is done. no matter what, the, we're, we're moving on. You know what I'm saying? They're going to mess around and make reality shows with former athletes. They're going to do stuff like that. They're going to They're going to really turn that into something else and ESPN is not going to be the same ESPN that it's been for the last 10 to 15 years that's going to be real being real with you it's going to be different whoever they sell that to is going to turn ESPN into something else they're not going to worry about the NBA deal they're not going to worry about the NFL deal all of that's going to fall apart ABC channel in itself is going to fall apart ESPN plus once they sell it Disney gonna be like, oh, y'all can take that too. We don't need that either. Oh, we don't want it. Cut that. That's out of that. No longer exists. All of that is going to be gone. It's going to be over with. The game is going to change. And nobody's going to know what to do when that happens. So this whole thing about debating dudes, personal preferences is, is irrelevant. 
And watch out. And here's the wild thing. Once you stop seeing that on a regular basis, it's going to be irrelevant through social media. It's going to be irrelevant in the conversation of everything. That's really how that started. Like, the fact that you have somebody telling actually groups of people debating a legend's personal preference, which is basically, from what I'm taking away, is it's a bunch of guys he admired as a child, and then there's a bunch of guys that he competed against. He competed against Kareem, Magic, Michael, Carl Malone, Tiny Ultraball. He competed against these dudes. You know what I'm saying? That's why I said if anybody should have took a little shade to it, it should be somebody like a Larry, Larry Bird, Isaiah Thomas. Like, these dudes were right there keeping it just as competitive. Those dudes should be a little fitted. Like, hold on, hold on. I ain't make that list? What? That's how that goes, man. There's no Kobe on that list. There's no Jason Kidd on that list. No Allen Iverson on that list. There's no Shaquille O'Neal on that list. Alonzo Mourning. Yeah, you know like, there's nobody from the 90s on that list. There's nobody from the 2000s on that list. So what makes you think if he didn't put any, if he didn't put a Shaq and a Kobe or Tim Duncan, how do you think LeBron was going to make that list? That's all I'm saying, man. We, we really need to, like, dudes were out here questioning a legend. How? How are y'all questioning a legend? I mean, every, like, this is, this is absurd. Like, how do you not have, dude. Don't nobody care about LeBron like that. I'm sorry. I get it. There must there this must be a thing where I understand he he's LeBron is like LeBron to the sports world is Kim Kardashian and Kanye West and Beyonce to the entertainment world. Adele. You throw the name in there, it's gonna it's gonna get your views, it's gonna have people look. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Like I remember there was a time we knew more about what was going on in Kim Kardashian like than we really need to. Like, you know what I mean? Even the people who hated on her, they knew if I just say something negative about it, I'm going to get them views. I'm going to get them clicks. I'm going to get that, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to get that energy. Kanye. Oh, Kanye going to keep me in, in business. Kanye always doing something. I'll just keep posting it, whether it's positive or negative. How I feel about it, whether it's positive or negative. I'm going to get that energy. LeBron is that energy. Like, LeBron had nothing to do with that conversation, and they forced him into that. Dr. J gives his top his top 10. And then it's like, he snubs LeBron. Here's the wild part. If you wouldn't have even put LeBron's name in that in that headline, one or two things would have happened. Nobody would have either cared about what Dr. J's personal preferences or basketball fans of Dr. J would have been curious to go, I wonder who Dr. J like considers as his top 10. That's it. The curious Dr. Dr. J fans or maybe the basketball purist or whatever, or the inquiry minds or the basketball wannabe guys would have checked it out. Or it's like, uh, another list. Keep it moving. Yeah, there's always a Dr. J. Uh, whatever. Man. And that's it. You throw LeBron's name in it, everybody's going to look because they're trying to figure out what happened. Oh, did he say something negative about LeBron? Oh, he just left his name off the list. And now, y'all give that quick paragraph about who, who he is, who Dr. J is. Y'all give that quick paragraph about giving excerpts of what happened. And then there's like five paragraphs telling you how this is a travesty that LeBron didn't make. Like how dare Dr. J slice him. You know what I'm saying? Jason Williams and uh, Shorty Girl on ESPN. 
talk good about Dr. J for the, and the rest of that time because he has to be crazy. He has to be out of his mind. Gilbert Arena, the same thing. Like, dudes are out here wilding out. Here's the part. If you don't even say anything about LeBron not being on the list, nobody's even mad at the list. If anything, again, the one person you really going to have to sit back and do your homework on would be Tiny, Tiny Algebra if you don't know about him. Like, well, shoot, if Dr. J say he dope, I got to look this dude up. That was a history teaching moment on behalf of Dr. J for Tiny Ultra Ball that just gets totally pushed to the side and then basically um, made invalid because y'all want LeBron on the list. This man threw a name out there that nobody mentions, really. That's a teachable moment. That's one of the moments where you go, oh, snap, well, who is this dude? What? Yo. Gotta go peep this dude. Then you see the stats. You go, oh yeah, my man was a problem then. Yo, my man was dope. Okay. Alright, yo, this is a dope little list. You keep it moving. And nobody's gonna go, oh, how dare he didn't. They made that a story. Cause they need to push that narrative of LeBron James. Like I said, I can't wait till this this era of the game of whatever we got going on when it comes to talking sports is over with. It's a, it's a bad look. Nana, we, come, we going at We got dudes going at legends. Come on, man. Y'all tripping. Now, here's the other thing I really had to talk about, y'all, because um, Secret Invasions ended if it wasn't last week, but the week before last, right? It, one of these Wednesdays was the last episode. Everybody lost their collective minds. Oh, man, that joint was garbage. I can't believe it was like this. Yada, 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 yada. And every time they say all that, you get the bunch of these people who put their rose-colored glasses on and tell you how great the MCU used to be. They fell off hard. Man, oh man, it used to be so much better back in the day. Let's keep it a buck, y'all. The MCU was kind of garbage. Here's the thing about the MCU that people don't understand. It was fun. That was it. It was fun. Because those serious movies, nobody liked. It was fun. His, I'm gonna tell you how how wild and he, you don't believe me. Remember, Infinity Wars came out. Infinity Wars was so somber and so straight and so serious, and then they were so confused about people who left. They didn't know what happened. Sony was the first one that bit. Like from one weekend to the next weekend, that Monday and Tuesday, they was like, "Oh, we're coming up with plots for the next, for the next Spider-Man movie to let you know." By the way, he's not gone. He's not gone. There's, there's no, 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 no. Please be happy. Don't, please be happy about this. Don't, don't be out here tripping. And then Marvel did follow suit to start talking about their new, their future plans. Right after them, we're talking about how they're, like, they're looking to start trying to do stuff with the Disney Plus and Loki's gonna have a series. Loki just died that same weekend. Like, Loki died that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. By Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, y'all were told, yeah, so now you just, why? Because they had to. That was such a serious movie. People felt good when the Iron Man, I mean, not Iron Man, when Ant-Man 2 came out. Because they were like, oh, this is back to the fun stuff and all that. That other movie was just too, it was a down. It was so, it was so serious. That was the problem. That's what y'all, that's when y'all say the Marvel movies back in the day were good. That's what you guys really need. It was fun. It was a lot of jokes. It was a lot of upbeat to it. It had the action, and then there was the fun. The fun and the action. That's what you guys mean. Y'all don't mean that these were actually great movies. And here's the thing. Allow me to indulge. Check this out. Let's take a minute just to look at something. 
If, and follow me with this. Because we're going to go through the OG MCU and show you how great it was. You know what I mean? There were three Iron Men before. If it, before and, and, and I'm not counting. I'm not going to count Infinity War and Endgame. I'm pushing them to the side for now. I'm just everything within that or nothing that came after it. That means Black Widow don't count. None of that. All this stuff is in the same little bubble. From Iron Man to Endgame. That's what we're going to talk about. Three Iron Man movies. Right? One of them is the the OG one is the best one hands down. That's the classic. So right now you got one out of three movies that are great. There were three Thors. Everybody huffed and puffed about the second one being completely garbage. Everybody raved that the third one was the official tissue. Like, the third one was the best thing going. That came out in November by the time Black Panther came around. Everybody was like, I to see it on Netflix as many times as they wanted. They were like, oh, never mind. This is highly overrated. So, technically, out of six movies, there's still just one dope movie. Captain America. Three Captain Americas. One is completely OG dope class. You can't deny that that is that joint. That's with a soldier. Winter Soldier is the one of the best Marvel movies, hands down. You know what I'm saying? And, and not just from my perspective, because yo, matter of fact, if you ask me, that's number one. And then it's then we can debate all day. But Civil War, the Civil War joint is eh, it's mid. The first one, it did good. It was okay. So now, that's like what nine movies? Two of them are dope. Two dope movies out of nine. You know what I'm saying? Incredible. Like, no, no, no. Let's continue with this with the stuff that actually had had part ones and part two. Guardians of the Galaxy. Two movies. I personally would put both of them in that category. I think most people did. Most people said they had actually were the only ones that actually had, as far as trilogies go, all of their movies were dope. Some people are hating on the third one now. Because why? It was too serious. That third one that came out, that was a serious movie. That was, yo, came out earlier this year. That had, I was in the theaters. People were crying. People were crying at least three times in that movie. And I'm not going to spoil it and tell y'all where if y'all haven't seen it. So at Disney Plus, I'm not getting paid for advertisements. I'm just saying. People are tearing up at three different moments of this movie. Great movie. So to me, I figured the trilogy is flawless. But whatever. Still, the first two movies, dope. That's 11. So that's four out of 11 movies. That's four, yo. Incredible Hulk. Eh, eh. That's 12. That's four out of 12. You know what I'm saying? Ant-Man, both Ant-Mans. That was a, a garbage. That's four out of 14. Doctor Strange. Eh. That's four out of 15. Black Panther. Black Panther is one of those movies that you realize is very overrated. It's it's okay, but at the at, like once you get the blackness out of it, it's it's just a yeah, it's a movie. It ain't it ain't yeah. You know what I'm saying? What's that like? 16, four out of 16. You know what I'm saying? That's where we are right now. 16. Then you have the two Avenger movies. The first Avenger movie because it's the first one. It just holds a whole different thing to your heart. That's there. That's five. That's five out of 16. The second one didn't live up. The second one should have been what Infinity War was. But so it doesn't live up to the hype. 
You know what I'm saying? What's that, like 17? 17. There's five movies out of 17. Um, I might be missed. I might be miscounting this joint, but y'all see what I'm saying. We we are. There's only five movies out of all of these. So three X, three Iron Man, only one. Three Captain Americas, technically only one. That's two out of six. Three Thor, none of them. That's two out of nine. Two Guardians of the Galaxy. That makes it. What's that? Like four. That's four out of eleven. So yeah, um, thirteen, five out of thirteen when you count the Avengers. So that's what five out of five out of what thirteen. Then you got the Hulk, fourteen, Doctor Strange, fifteen, Black Panther, sixteen, right? The two Avenger movies. 18. One of them dope, the other one not. So that's six, I think, right? Are we, are we right? The first Iron Man, Winter Soldier, the two Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, five. Five out of 18. And again, we're not cap. Oh, and Captain America. That's 19. Everybody hated that, supposedly. Right? Five out of 19. If I'm a quarterback and I throw for five out of 19, that's a terrible night. That's not a good night for me. At all. If I'm a wide receiver, that's not a good night. If I'm a running back and I got the ball 19 times and only had five yards, they're going to be like, yo, somebody at home is, is throwing their beer at the wall going, why y'all still giving him the ball? Stop giving him the ball. Man, oh my God. Y'all going y'all gonna to be mad at that running back. Basketball player. I took 19 shots and only made five of them. Somebody gonna be like, yo, dude, y'all gonna sit him down. Why is he playing in the fourth quarter? It wasn't really that great of a time. It really wasn't. Five great movies out of 19 movies altogether. And again, I'm not counting those two. And, and here's the thing. Infinity Wars is one of those two movies, so that's six. People are now debating about Endgame. Uh, I don't know. I mean, outside of the epic battle scene, is it really... You know what I mean? So I'm not even gonna, gonna put that in the in the in the lane with them. So then that's 21. That's six out of 21. That don't make it better. So it really didn't like the run wasn't that great and epic. You know what I'm saying? This whole go woke, go broke thing sounds less about wokeness. It sounds more like how dare you guys try to diversify my MCU. Because one thing about, also as we, we think about that batch of movies, Captain America, Thor, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man, Guardians of the Galaxy, Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel, and Black Planet, I mean, I said Black Planet, and Black Panther are the only two diversity joints, a black dude and a white chick, that's it, and guess what? They're the ones that the people are screaming up and down are overrated. Oh, they're overrated, man. All those movies have one thing in common with the exception of two. White male leads. Shang-Chi, Asian. It's okay. I don't know, there's something about it I ain't like. The Eternals. Oh, that was just God. And here's the wild part. I'm, I'm going to tell y'all right now. You take away the last scene where they had to go to the beach or whatever that was about. 
and you just make it on a thing where they're trying to figure out what's going on like oh snap why is shorty always tripping and then they caught on and and you see the time warp of what they used to do in the past while they were here on earth and how they would that was the movie the rest of that stuff was in that's the movie you know what i mean that part of what they used to do and how they how they had to adapt with the humans that's the whole movie the rest of that stuff eh. but people don't like why there's way too many females in, in charge and there's a gay black dude don't act like we ain't we don't they ain't talk about the gay black dude you know what i'm saying that's where it go black panther 2 oh man i ain't really feeling that either all right cool whatever Ant-Man, his daughter, I can't believe they had his daughter being cute. There they go trying to make everybody so old. All right, cool, cool, whatever, man. We'll let that ride. Guardians of the Galaxy, that was too sad. There was no extra added pieces for real, for real, with the exception of um Adam, Adam Warlock. You know what I'm saying? They had a great villain. It was just too serious. Thor. That was just a tobacco. That was just like, that was a dark story that Disney and Marvel didn't want to tell. So they did what they did. And even Hemsworth is like, yo, I want my next Thor movie to be a lot more serious. We did this fun thing. It, it ran its course. Let's get, let's try to be, all right, let's, let's like, yo, let's try to get down and do something serious now. That was cool. This ain't it now. I'm done with that. We got to find a new way to, ah, it didn't work out. It didn't work out, son. That's it. That was it. Like, those those movies, you had Shang, Shang, ah, Shang-Chi, which wasn't bad. It wasn't, you know, it's not the, oh, and, and Doctor Strange, which was fan service. It was, it kind of lost its way. It wasn't at, another one, like Thor, wasn't as ambitious as it should have been. Like, that's it. Those movies weren't as ambitious as they should have been. They didn't drop the ball. It wasn't like it was garbage. It's just like it didn't push the envelope like it should have. Boom. Ant-Man was just, just yo. There's no way you're telling me that this dude Kang say he done, he done killed an Avenger. You know what I'm saying? He has all this power to do all this stuff. And he barely is, he's barely beating a human in a fist fight. Come on, man. Like, I get it. The MCU definitely be out here look like making people not as powerful as they should be. The Hulk. The Hulk has never been as powerful as he as his first Avengers when he was like, I'm always angry, and he just tears up joints. That was it. You'll never see the Hulk like that again, ever. You know what I'm saying? Batista's character, I can't think of my man's name at this moment, was supposed to be a beast. Like, it took the third movie for you to really see him really be a, at least somewhat of a beast. Like, the third movie is probably the most actual, oh, snap, my man is official. That's it. Like, come on, man, you, we, we, yeah. You know what I'm saying? We don't see the God killer kill no gods for real, for real. He And then the thing is, it was supposed to be going on for years. You know what I'm saying? Thousands of years, like years. It felt like it happened like mm, two months ago in the movies. Nah, not the same, man. Not the same. That's all I'm saying. That is all I'm saying. And 
I get it. You, you like, uh, these movies aren't that good. Those movies weren't that good either. Iron Man 2 and Iron Man 3 sucked. Not like really, but they, you know what I'm saying? It just, Iron Man 2, like, I don't even watch Iron Man 2 ever. Iron Man 3, I like it to a degree, but it still didn't really do well. Civil War, Captain America, I don't even think of that as, yeah. The first Avenger joint, that was, that was, that was comparable, but people didn't like it. Doctor Strange, I put that up there with Doctor Strange. It was, it was decent. People just, eh, it's alright, it's alright. You know what I'm saying? Captain Marvel, I think people, I think them like the shorty more than they didn't like, don't like the character. I don't, I don't get what that is. Eh, you know what I mean? But whatever. That's how that goes, I guess. But that's just the whole thing. So now that they're, they're hating on everything, they hate the shows, which by the way, most of the shows are diverse. There really aren't any white people joints. That's the wild part on that joint. You know what I'm saying? There are like there's shows you have WandaVision female, which by the way, WandaVision is the best out of all of them because I think they've actually put a lot more. They took time to really invest in making WandaVision WandaVision. Loki, okay, there you go. That's the white person. And people love Loki. Point. So the two characters that everybody already knows were the ones that everybody loved. The new characters is where it started to fall off that She-Hulk, ugh, the Marvel chick. Ugh. Moon Knight didn't do as well as people thought it was gonna do. The What If was decent. You know what I'm saying? Secret Invasion. Eh. 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 Why didn't we see Avengers? What's going on with this? Why did da da da? Eh. The whole game is crazy. The MCU has never really been that great. It just felt, it was just good movies that felt good and you were waiting for, you, the whole thing was you were always waiting for the next lead into something else. Oh, oh, it's going to build into this, it's going to build into that. The, oh, this whole multiverse thing, they're not, they weren't, they're not as ambitious as we would like them to be, so you hating on it. And that's, that's cool, because for whatever reason, they, it's, they're, like I said, there's a thing where they're like, all you guys want are some jokes here and there, and good action. That's what you guys respond to. Because when it gets too serious and it gets too real, you get, you fall back from it. I tell people all the time, the rat on Endgame hitting the, hitting the machine, hitting the quantum machine and knocking Lang out is basically the MCU and Disney going, our bad, we'll go back to this goofy stuff that you like. Because that's what happened in that movie. If you remember, that movie, that movie keeps in line with with Infinity War, right up until that moment, right up until that moment, he knocks on the door and he sees his daughter. From that point on, it gets real jokey throughout the whole movie until the action scene. I'm not lying. It's the truth. They're like, this is what you guys really respond well with. A lot of good action and funny moments, fun moments, cool, quirky moments. Look, she's... It's one reason why people are like, I can't believe she... She-Hulk and, and Miss Marvel aren't getting that kind of love because that's what these are because it had nothing to do with them. That was just more or less like, how dare these be women and we don't know these characters. I forget these characters. You know what I'm saying? That's where that comes from. But, whatever, man. It is what it is. I just had to get those two joints out of my, off my chest because it was just wow. That's just some, some crazy stuff, right? Anyway, now, 
what we are here for is hip hop. This is a hip hop episode. I know, there's a lot of Marvel talk, there's a lot of basketball talk, but we here for hip hop. This is what we here for. This is hip hop. And how hip hop, to me, grew up too early. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was watching something on PBS and it was talking, the Fight the Fight the Power documentary. That's what it's called, the Fight the Power documentary. One of the things about it was, like, how did we get here with this with this vibe right here? It's crazy, right? And they were talking about the politics and all this, and the Reagan era, and then they were like, and then hip-hop grew up. 1982, the message drops. And what people don't understand is, not only did the message drop, but Melly Mel and them made like three or four more records kind of in the same vein. A lot of other rappers kind of went and followed suit with that. Like, the whole thought that the conscious rap came with in 88 with Public Enemy and Boogie Down Production. No, no, no. They tried it at all. They had already tried it already. There was some Back to Africa Mandela thing that the Juice Crew did. before, And this is, again, well before um, Public Enemy and all that. These dudes were already out here trying it. It just didn't go that well. And the mind was open, a lot more open to it by 88. So... It was always peppered and sprinkled in there. But that's the thing. We grew up too fast. If you grew up during that time frame where you had Public Enemy, Boogie Down Production, Big Daddy Kane, Rock Him, Parrish, King Son, Poor Righteous Teachers, Queen Latifah, Moni Love, you know what I'm saying? The X Clan, Brand Nubian. When you if you grew up around that, yeah, you were raised in a different way because those were the rappers who made you want to go read books. Those were the rappers who made you want to be more involved on a social conscious level. Those were the guys who made you want to really peep out what's going on in the news and how, how the politics are being played. Those guys kept you aware. So then you grow up and you're that guy. You're those people. Like That's why there's a whole generational gap of people who are aware and people who are like, uh, ain't got nothing to do with me. Because then the, the, that other group, they came up behind all of that when all of that died down. And it just came about partying and hustling, partying and hustling and sex. Partying, hustling, sex, and crime. So that group of people, they're like, yo, I don't care nothing about this. Nah, dude, this affects everything. The game is the game. Keep, it, keep your eyes open. Hip-hop grew up too fast. They were teaching you things too fast. All the hip-hop artists that came from that era, that little 86, 87, 88, 89, 90 era, a lot of those dudes are doing great things on a community level. You know what I'm saying? Sadat X of Brand Nubian was a teacher. You know what I'm saying? Not just some dude walking around here doing something like a teacher at a school. He was a teacher. KRS-One. Chuck D, Ice T, Ice Cube, Wise Intelligent, YG, YZ, what is his name? YZ, the guy, also another guy who's very conscious was from New Jersey. You know what I'm saying? These dudes go around and hold lectures that have nothing to do with music. It's life, and they're teaching you things, and they're educating you. Like the music part is, is a whole nother, they, yeah, they might do a concert too, but when they step on, then, unless you're telling them to come talk about hip-hop they're talking about everything else they're talking about politics they're talking about religion they're talking about economics they're talking about you know what i'm saying residential poverty they're bringing something else to the table 
Ice Cube has a professional sports league. You know what I'm saying? No disrespect to Kanye. Kanye's out here trying to make clothes. Pharrell's trying to do clothes. This dude has literally in a business where he has to pay other people. Lots of people. Not just the players, the players, the coaches, the refs, the people who organize these teams, the people who manage these teams, the people who drive those buses to get the or ride or those planes and the whole whoever takes care of making sure these guys are at the hotels. Ice Cube's money is that. You know what I'm saying? So when you have people, like somebody was like, yeah, Jay-Z's a great businessman. Jay-Z's a great businessman. We are not going to compare what Ice Cube is doing to what Jay-Z is doing. You know what I'm saying? That's what a guy from back then has done. Grown up. He didn't go, yo, I'm going to just take the easy route and just go, ooh, let me do some clothes. Let me do some shoes. He has a professional sports league. That he is have now he he's running around trying to find an outlet to place it on. CBS I think is the home for this, and the home switches seems to have switched up all the time. Like it's hard to catch up with them games if you can't go there live. Which by the way I'm glad that people go to those games live because that seems to be the only the real way that money is coming in and buying those jerseys and supporting that dude. Support Ice Cube by the way. That's what I'm saying. That's a different vibe, man. That's a different, like, hip-hop grew up so fast. Queen Latifah was out here dropping gems, respect me as a woman, woman's first, UNITY. Who you calling a uh, UNITY? Chicks are now okay with being sexualized. These women were like, nah, y'all gonna respect me for who I am. Different game, different lane. Like, then all of a sudden, somewhere in the late 90s, early 2000s, it just became what it became. And it, there was no more growing up. There was no more adult content. And when I say adult content, I'm not saying like the sex and the vulgarity. I'm saying talking about real life stuff. I One of the last adult concepts was when you had Jadakiss drop Y. That was a real thing. Had the, people were like, oh snap, Jadakiss on his grown man thing. And here's the wild part. The same way I was just talking about the MCU going, well, we tried to be serious because people were like, man, they're always jokey, 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 and there's always, it's, why don't you give us something serious? We ain't saying give us Christopher Nolan, Batman, Dark, but at least be a little serious. Okay, here's Infinity War. Ooh, that was too serious. I like Endgame better because it's not as dark as Infinity War. I say that because people don't know. Ludacris had two albums where he tried to get on his grown man. They didn't do well. Ludacris had two albums where he, he talked a little serious. He had comment on the record. You know what I'm saying? He was out here talking that talk. There was one, like, on that on that same album with comment on it, there's a point where he was like, yo, he don't even own his name. Like, he like he was really questioned. Then, he, I think the second album, that he had the joint that sounded like um a Tupac record with Mary J on the hook. That did modest. Then, the next album after that, he went back to being good old looter that we know and love. Why? Because that wasn't selling. You know what I'm saying? MC Light said the same thing. MC Light did a thing where she was like, yo, y'all wanted me to change. I did. Then y'all weren't buying it. Y'all were like, yo, what's that adult content? And like, come on, like, you can't just be battle rapping all day. She started talking about real stuff, more mature stuff. I ain't trying to hear that from Light, though. Okay. 
what I mean? Like, that's the thing. Like, everybody's not able to make that. Like, the culture did not make that transition. We grew up too fast. We, like, if you grew up when I grew up, you understood what it was to be a black man. Boys in the hood, all that. F the police, all that. We knew what was and what wasn't. Tupac, one of the greatest criticisms of Tupac's first album is also the most identifiable thing about Tupac and that was Tupac doesn't know if he's public enemy or NWA Tupac was the Tupac was on top of that before every other artist in the game Tupac's whole catalog has nothing but hey I can be gangster on this record I can party on this record then I can break something conscious down on this record I can tell you how much I love you on this record all on the same album Tupac's albums all sound like best ofs because he was so divert. It wasn't so. It wasn't one dimensional. He was all over the place on his on his albums. Like we grew up too fast. The way we moved back then was just a different thing. The awareness we had was so eye opening. You know what I'm saying? That's and I think that's what like when the Black Lives Movement hit. That's what made a lot of people look around like, hold on, these black kids don't really know the same thing we know growing up. They just gonna just, okay, cool, let's let's see how this play out. And it didn't play out well. And a lot of that is because, one, they didn't want, there was a, there was a big thing about it. Like, I don't, I don't wanna, I don't know how to put it, yo. It didn't just, it just didn't go well. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause we lost the movement, cause the music didn't ride with us. Is one of the things, you know what I'm saying? You had artists like when they talk to people, artists didn't even want to. Ain't got time for that. Ain't got time for that. I gotta get this money. They ain't worried about that. You know what I'm saying? Tupac, Ice Cube, Dr. Dre, Snoop, as gangsta as Snoop was, would still tell you about the social ills. Master P will tell you about the social ills. They had people still dropping them. Hey, I'm out here because of this and this and this. Ain't nobody trying to do this and this. Yo, they left us for dead. We out here, you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? The game. All the system is rigged. And I'm just trying to get in and how I fit in. The game. You know what I'm saying? Now we started to see stuff happen. And these artists didn't pick up the mic go yo punch me in and speak on it and speak on it and then go to the radios and go yo play these joints then by the time they did it a lot of radios still wasn't playing them joints you know what I'm saying and here's the wild part as I say this hip hop it was a point remember when Imus nappy head hoes got cancelled and he blamed it on hip hop when the rappers talked like this. And all the old guys, all the old heads were like, damn, this is our chance to try to censor hip hop. People forget, it wasn't the artist, it wasn't the labels. It was the radio stations that said, oh, we're not, not gonna play this stuff. Black radio, same black radio that had morning shows discussing Imus's comment and badmouthing Imus for his comment are now being told, hey, but your, your, the songs you guys play say some of the same stuff. Maybe we should just stop playing that kind of... Oh, no, we're not doing that, though. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No. And here's the thing, and I, and I say that 
my perfect example is, and I don't want this to ever come off as a diss because this is not a diss. WAP is a dope song. WAP is a great song. WAP should not be figured out to be censored and watered down for public consumption on the radio. You know what I'm saying? WAP is one of those things where you like, ooh, I'm glad I got a Spotify. Hey, I'm glad I can go to SoundCloud. Hey, I'm glad I got Sirius XM. I'm glad there's internet radio. That's what WAP is. WAP is one of those things where you're like, ooh, I'm glad I can get to this at my leisure. There should not be a, we're going to try to figure out how we can censor this to death just to get this on the radio. There should not be a radio version of WAP. And yet there was. That's the problem. I remember one time I got suspended from school. I'm at home. I just CNN. For no other reason than they were like, yo, KRS, one of them are going to be on, on, on the CNN show. So I watched and I waited and I waited. Then the show comes on. And it's KRS one. Somebody from um, Pete Rock had a group, I and I. It was somebody from I and I, not a gangster rap group. KRS one, not a gangster rapper. And another dude defending gangster rap. Guys who don't make that music defending that music for no other reason than it's the culture how did we will not we will talk bad about each other all day because it's in-house we are a community but we're not gonna like once once it leaks out and now you guys are like hey let's bring it no we're not gonna have and i think that was the thing i think they thought these conscious rappers would be on our side and they weren't they were like no 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 this is why they this is why blah blah blah, blah. they're saying that because this is the system that we live in boom 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 they're the voice of the people that you didn't want to listen to. You know what I'm saying? What other choices do they have but to go out here and do that? The money's low. If they can get a job, that's if they can get a job. There's no good food in their area. There's this, this, and that, and the third. That conversation was really not good. Like, whatever they thought they were going to get out of those rappers who weren't gangster raps about criticizing gangster rap, it didn't work out. But the thing about that is they took that same, those same gangster rap lyrics and gangster rap movements and they flipped it and made it social commentary. Pointing the finger back at the system. You know what I'm saying? So as, as much as it was like, wow, these are the wrong guys to pull up for this. These were the right guys to pull up for this. Because those guys took the time to take that and flip it and go, no, 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 no. Yeah, it is destroying, it is destructive, it is scary to hear this. But let me let you know why it's like this. Boom, boom, boom. Politics. Hip-hop. That's the greatness that, that's the, you know what I'm saying? Like, we've lost that. Dudes don't have those discussions anymore. There were times you used to be able to turn the TV on and there's Chuck D talking about real life stuff, politics, and everything. What's going on globally. You know what I'm saying? Brother J talking about blackness awareness and trying to bring more to the community wise intelligence telling you about what has been going on in the system for decades and how it affects where we at it now and hey this is what hip-hop has to do the system brothers were actually having these real discussions you know what i'm saying and it's and here's the wild part as funny as it was when it happened 9-11 happens and they call ja Rule. like ja Rule, tell us how you feel they didn't, they didn't, they didn't holler at nobody. And, and I say that because Ja Rule was never one that made that kind of music to be out here. It wasn't like Ja Rule was on the same level as a Tupac. Ja Rule was on the same level as a, as a Rakim, a KRS-One, a Chuck D, a Ice Cube. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't on that same level. He wasn't on that same Scarface. 
he was the most popular dude at that time. So they grabbed the most popular dude at that time who was also a New Yorker and was like, hey, tell us how, how you feeling. They lost it. We've stopped making grown folk music. And people go, oh, it's because they got them kids. LL said, I need love. LL's, I need love. He's about 18, 17, 17 or 18. The I Need Love song is probably one of the most poetic, profound songs that from a from a from a man's perspective of just what he wants not in a woman but a relationship he doesn't really go through the point of describing the woman he's describing the relationship you know what i'm saying when i'm alone in my room sometimes i stare at the wall in the back of my mind i have a conscious call telling me i need a love that's sweet as a dove and for the simplest of my life i think i need love there i was giggling about the games that i played with many hearts but i ain't saying no names He's not describe. He doesn't describe a woman at all into this thing. He's describing what he is to be a romantic and what he wants out of a relationship. Dudes now and it's 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 mind blowing. Chicks now are mind blowing with it. The concept of where we used to be and where we are. And, and people go, oh, well, these dudes are young. These chicks are young. Mm, nah. And I get it. Jermaine Dupri wrote a lot of crisscross stuff. Chris Ross made some kind of somewhat conscious music at one point. There was some, there was some joints that was kind of ah, it was cringeworthy back then because you're like, what, what? Mm. But you understood like these were kids trying to talk about something. They were kids nonchalant. Gave you five o'clock in the morning. Wasn't a grown. She wasn't. I don't think she was 21. 21. You know what I'm saying? Like MC Light talked talk about her crackhead boyfriend how he needed to get off the crack and she was trying to figure out how to help him out till she was like yo I figure there's no help you out I gotta leave you alone she's 14, 15, 16 at that time there's no excuse you can't do that the, the mindset of hip hop is a young person sport like you, you outgrow hip hop you don't like this culture is about to be 50 the average OG is in their mid 60s early to mid 60s now, I, I do stare at them crazily when I see them dressed like Dipset from the 2000s. I do look at them a little strange on that. They, they had me lost on that piece. But what I'm saying is they still have their ear to the pavement. Cool Herc is still going to play that new joint. You know what I'm saying? Chuck Chillout still going to play that new joint. Jazzy J is still playing that new joint. Red Alert is still going to play that new joint. And then they're going to dig into, then they're going to go, now it's to get to what y'all really wanted because this is who I am. Jazzy Jeff is going to play that new joint. Then he's going to go, okay, now to get to that real point of this is why y'all call me here. I'm about to do that Jazzy Jeff thing. I'm about to do that Grandmaster Flash thing. I'm about to do that Cool Herc thing. I'm about to do that Cool DJ Red Alert thing. I'm about to do that Kid Capri thing. I gave y'all all the the new flavor now it's time to get into this why y'all hired me boom so it's not that these dudes don't know what's popping the average mc knows what's popping we still keep our ear to it method man said his kids he listens to what his kids listen to and he'd be like i don't get that i get it now because it's a wave it's not my vibe but i get it so it's not that you don't grow out of it you just evolve with it but there's still the fact that you're gonna grow out of it you know what I'm saying? I was, we happened to, if you're around my age, slightly younger, we were around when dudes outgrew Migos. 
we were there when dudes outgrew um, Soldier Boy. Like that last Soldier Boy album. We're like, uh, nah, this ain't it. You grew up. That last Migos album. You hear it, you're like, uh, this ain't it. Uh, this ain't it. You know what that means? You grew up. You grew up. There's that, that, and that's the thing. There's that point where you go, I grew up. You know what I'm saying? Like the party records are the party records, but the artists didn't grow as you're growing. Now you got kids, now you got a mortgage, now you got family, now you got responsibilities, now you got moves to make. This music ain't telling you that. This music is still telling you go out here and party and BS and act like it ain't no tomorrow. I can't follow you on this. I can't identify with this. You know what I'm saying? Here it is, bam, in your face. This is a dope jam. Be called dope when you hear me funkin' there. Nope, here is a true tale about the ones that fell, all the ones that dealt. Yeah, you can move if you wanna move, but what it proves, this ain't like the groove. The problem is this, we gotta fix it. What? What? You live in a poverty-stricken area where the drugs are booming and you grew up and you're like, I can't have my kids out here, I got to move. And you get that. Me moving fixed my problem, it didn't fix the problem. I just ain't gotta see it no more. It don't mean it don't exist. You get what Chuck D talk about as you get older. Like, oh, I get that now. I get it. I get that. Why is that? You must learn. KRS-One joints. You can't come home, especially now when they're trying to discredit black history, whether it's slavery or just black history in the general. Those are the... You must learn is the joint. He starts telling you about these people, these black people who did major things in history. It helps. Nature of the threat. Crash cash. You listen to that one good time as a kid. You're like, wow. You get older. You're like, what? Because now you know more. You done, you done been hit with so much more knowledge. You're like, yo. Wow. And the thing about it is these are young men. None of these dudes were in their 30s at that point in their careers. Razzcaz didn't. That Razzcaz was nowhere near. He wasn't knocking on the door of 30 when he gave the world nature of threat. Karis wasn't, wasn't 30 when he gave the world why is that and you must learn in everything that he's ever said on those on those first few albums the P is free all of that stuff young young that's the part I don't think people understand Chuck D always admits yeah I was like one of the only grown men at that time you know what I'm saying that's a sonic giving you what they were giving you brand Nubian young Talking about crackheads back then, dudes were out here dropping gems and they were young. And they just kept dropping gems as they got older. You so as you grew, they were growing and it still kept your ear. There was a time KRS one was too preachy. Everybody remembers that. It was like, yo, Dane's just too preachy. Then he fell back and gave y'all what y'all wanted, and then he slid that back in. Cause black cop is the banger. Whoop, whoop, that's the sound of the police. Every movie's using that for the most part. Every movie about police, and when they want to talk about police in some kind of fashion, Ice Cube has used it. A lot of a couple other movies have used it. That's the get down. Sound of the police. I think KRS One might have just been hitting 30 around that time. He might have been knocking on the door of 30 if he wasn't 30 at that time. One of the most classic joints ever about the police. Black cops. Here's what the East and the West have in common. Both have black cops that cause profiling. Hardcore kids in the West got stressed. In the East, we are followed by the same black beast. 
Yeah, haven't you heard? It's the black cops killing black kids in Johannesburg. What's up, black cop? Yo, what's up? Is it, you got the authorization to kill the nation. What? I think I butchered the, a lot of that, but I'm just saying. That's what we were listening to growing up. It's the black kids, it's the black cops killing black kids in Johannesburg. When that upheaval was jumping on. And it was out here, wow, this is right before Mandela got out and became, this is, I ain't gonna say right before, this is before Mandela was released and became president. This, this is what we were listening to. There's a generation of us that are like, yo, I read more books because of this. I learned so much more because of this. Like this new, these new dudes are not, are not putting, putting that, putting that joint in. J. Cole had a joint where he was like, he's a little heartbroken. He talked about Malcolm and the kids didn't know him. So now he's heartbroken because the kids don't know him. And the kids don't know him because the one outlet that hits everybody's ear isn't fulfilling that duty. You know what I'm saying? As much as we want to talk about Kanye, people forget Kanye dropped Jesus Walks. It was in churches. People were paying Kanye to come to their church and perform that song, not realizing that's the only song on that album like that. That album is just a regular hip-hop album. Like, it's, that's it. There's no, it's not a gospel. Like, you can't go, hey, now give us something else. That's it. After Jesus walks, you're going to roll out and probably catch up with Ron Fest and go, yo, you got anything else, something like Jesus Walks? Or you was like, uh, let me throw this away. Adam and Eve. Oh, I can't believe Solomon did me like this. David. Anything else is biblical? Nah, dog. It was just that. Have fun. Figure it out. I see you at church all the time now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For those who don't know what I'm talking about, Ron Fest is the actual writer for Jesus Walks. It's on YouTube somewhere. You can pull it up. The Ron Fest version of Jesus Walks. And it's, you know what I'm saying? Like that whole first verse is literally word for word, vibe for vibe, the same joint, Kanye, gangster. But what I'm saying is, then he stopped. Like he throws stuff here and there, but I'm talking about outright. The music stopped raising us and just went back to going, yo, hit the reset button and cater to the next generation coming up. That's why, um, just this past weekend, LL Kuja had a Rock the Bells festival out there in Queens. Locked it down. Vibe was positive. No violence, no fights, no shootouts. Legends, icons. Stepped on stage, did their thing. The Roots do a picnic thing out there in Philly. Icons, legends come out and do their thing and hold it down people do not understand when you are raised by something you don't just drift away like that you, you come back to it because those were those moments people still hold Tupac in a certain light because Tupac said so much you know what I'm saying like there's, there's three dimensions to Tupac music there's the people who only know the stuff that comes on the radio there's the people who only want to listen to all the gangster stuff and then there's the other group that I like to place myself in where we take it all and understand the beauty and the eclectic movement. You know what I'm saying? So when you hear these people love Tupac and they, and they spit the hard stuff and then they'll spit that thought-provoking rhyme and then they'll spit that party rhyme, those are the people that really understand it. 
know what I'm saying? The people who were like, all I remember is round and round and, you know what I'm saying? And 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 keep your head up and all, all the radio stuff. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I never bought no Kusupai album. I just like stuff that came on the radio. I can't have a conversation with you. Or the guy who's like, all I listen to is that gangster, gangster stuff. Where you hit him up in my favorite joint. And then this other Hail Mary. And, and then, yo, the one time when he said, yo, then he put the bat, that bat in And then, all right, cool, cool, cool. Yo, what about the joint when he when he was like writing about his unborn to my unborn son joint? What? Nah, I don't listen to that, man. That's a little mean. I need, I need that gangster. Man, you can't have that conversation. Tupac raised the generation, too. You know what I'm saying? Tupac raised the generation. And to be honest with you, for all the talk, people love to talk about Tupac was better than Big. People don't understand Big was knocking on that door. Big was knocking on that door. I'm seeing body after body in the mayor Giuliani. Ain't trying to see no black man turn to John Gotti. My daughter use a potty. She's older now. Educated street knowledge. I'm a molder now. Biggie had joints. Try to get my daughter this college plan so she won't need no man. What do you see? Dying in the living in the third. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Dudes was out here saying real stuff. It's just the game. Like, now dudes is just so all... Like, Rick Ross was one of those dudes, too, for a hot minute. He, he, he threw them bars out there at you. Because there's no balance in the culture. And nobody's demanding balance in the culture. Like I said, there should not be people scrambling to try to edit WAP to put on the radio. The industry is so crazy right now. And it's so filled with a bunch of fakers and dudes who are just in it for the money. and can care less about the culture, the purity of making quality music. We're in a bad place, man. I love the culture. 50 years. And like I said, you're seeing these, somebody said that um these young dudes aren't even pulling shows like these, like, ain't even pulling shows like these old dudes are. Like these old, like these classic icon legends are. Something like the um, Rock the Bells Festival, that's not happening with these, when these dudes are touring together, these, young, these 20 some year olds with the current hit that's popping for the last year or six months or so. They're not in the same class. They're not pulling the same kind of audience. It's disposable music. That's going to be forever. It's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you without a strong rhyme to step to. Figured how many weeks shows you slept through. Time's up. Sorry I kept you. That's not going to Whatever's popping right now isn't comparing to Rock him stepping on the stage and hitting you with that. It's just not the same. That's all I'm saying, y'all. The game is the game. I feel like I'm just talking in circles. It's wild. Thank y'all for listening. Um, who knows how we gonna do this? I don't even know what else we're gonna do. We're just trying this, these joints out. Like I said, these bonus things. Cause there's stuff that I don't talk about on the show or I talk about in the first segment. Or there's stuff that just happens. I'm like, yo, I'm not gonna talk about that on this. Let's bring this here for that. And, and and do what we do, man. And just have fun. Thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for listening across the world. East Coast, West Coast, Worldwide. Thank y'all. And how we do it. They say you only live once. That's a lie. You only die once. So anytime that your God allows you to get out here and continue your journey, please show the world the best version of you. Y'all be safe. Peace. This is a soul of art presentation.